Three, two, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Philosopher's Stone podcast episode. Oh, who fucking knows at this point? Anywhere <laughs> between one and five. We have yet to have <laughs> got get one of these things to the point where we can actually put it out. Numbers aren't real. Or... Yeah. Technical difficulties. I have a freaking Google Chromebook, which can't do shit except for Netflix and Reddit, apparently. So we're on our fourth attempt. And I think we got to figure it out this time, don't we, Sam? Oh, yeah. Vakaroo.com to the rescue. Vakaroo.com. We're recording through the internet. Uh, I guess uh, I'm Jordan. That's Sam. Sam has his philosophy degree. So I have two philosophy degrees. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> dude. Sorry. <laughs> I never run out of toilet paper. <laughs> Sam Laboon has two philosophy degrees. I have none. And this is a comedy podcast about philosophy. Sam's going to run me through some phil- philosophical ideas, and I'm going to try and wrap my stupid head around it. But first, I feel like I need to do the uh, customary bong hit first right for the philosopher's stoned podcast it's, it's a shamanic tradition in these parts yes in these parts we live in different cities which is why it's part of what the audio headaches have been about yeah it's but very hard to record are. a podcast when you're three thousand miles it. apart <laughs> they make it look so easy out there seamless yeah seamless okay let me do this this is fucking i have a good feeling about this this week Oh, yeah? That we're going to actually get this podcast to the point where it's listened to a bull. Yeah. Here's, here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. Oh. Nice. Oh, that was a good bong hit. Thanks, man. Have you ever ripped a bong and then you realize you forgot to put water in the bottom? <laughs> just... All the time, dude. It's like the most painful thing ever. Just the uh, dangers beautiful. of being stoned all the time, though, is you forget vital things. Yeah. Well, so, Sam, what's new with you? I'll tell you what happened to me today. Oh, okay. I got to work. And, uh, <laughs> 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 just an old broadcasting technique. You ask a question just so you can answer it yourself. Uh, I got to work today. I work construction, and I, uh, I got to work today, and everybody got sent home immediately because one of the electricians i work with uh is potentially a covid positive whoa whoa we got shut down today yeah i think it he thinks it's just pneumonia i think it's just pneumonia but we'll we'll see i might not work for the rest of the week i might go back to work tomorrow it depends on this test result damn pneumonia yeah man right when you think the whole thing's settled down you get a fucking bam you can't work today like this thing it's still serious, apparently. Yeah, well, in Toronto, we're going to stage two, supposedly, on Wednesday. So it's patios, barbershops. All those things are supposed to be opening this week. Really? I haven't even yeah. been paying attention to any stages in, in, where I'm from, in the Okanagan. It's literally <laughs> as soon as they just, as soon as they're like, restrictions are getting loosened, it was like full on. <laughs> yeah. I did two sold out. Um, comedy shows last weekend oh hell 80 yeah people per show damn 
So that was it was it was uh I'll tell you that they did have all the tables six feet apart, but other than that, man, people were just shaking hands, coming up to us after the show and like wanting to hug us and shit. It was Whoa, really? Oh yeah, my god. Man. Nobody out here is sh- like shaking hands or anything. Like Oh I, dude, this I, this was like a small town uh, Yeah, that's like, true. Two and a half hours, that's but true. man, they were like they didn't give a shit. Oh yeah. They probably haven't but, had any cases at all for the whole time. Probably not, but they might have it now if I just gave it to them all. <laughs> <laughs> Super spreader. <laughs> not only did I give them a great show, I gave them all COVID. So there's a two for one. <laughs> just yakking all over the front row. <laughs> yeah, man. Had a headliner from uh, New York. He came out. Well, that's desperation. He was, <laughs> dude, he was saying that it's like he can't work in the States right now because if he does, he has to go when he comes back, he has to quarantine for two weeks mm. and like, it's just, he wouldn't make any, like he would make more money just staying in Canada doing gigs that he can here and not missing those two weeks. Oh, how did, how did he even get in the country? He lives in Canada, but he's from New York. Oh, I see. Okay. So he lived in, he li- I believe he lives in Edmonton and he drove all the, nine hours out to do the show. And as soon as the second show ends, he gets in his car and starts driving nine hours back. Wow, that's how yeah. great comics are forged. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was telling me that when he was younger, he used to drive like he'd just start his tour in New York and go down the east coast of the U.S. and then go down all across the southern border and come back up. Wow, constantly driving. Wow, epic. Yeah, epic he had like journeys. a thick, thick New York accent. People really loved it. They ate it up, man. Oh yeah. He literally just yells at the t- t- calls members of the crowd retards the whole time. And they love it. It's like his entire act. <laughs> hey, when it works, it works. It works. Man, he's, he's all crowd work, but he was just, it's just roasting the audience. It's all he did. I think he did like three re- written jokes the entire, I saw him do two full hours. Oh, wow. He only did two jokes. Yeah. Crowd work behemoths. They're scary. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I mean, I like, I like crowd work for a hot minute, but. I prefer well-written jokes, but it's still impressive to see how quick some people are up there. Oh my god, yeah, I uh, I found my best crowd work. I've never planned on it beforehand. It just sort of happened spontaneously. Yeah, yeah, I, I would never go up on stage expecting to do like this amount of crowd work. Like if it happens, it happens. <laughs> but or um, it's if I'm if I'm bombing hard, then I then you have to. Like, <laughs> then it's like you desperate. It's a desperado move to go into crowd work, and if that doesn't work, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, it's well, happened to me several times. <laughs> several times. Yeah. Speaking of uh, crowd work, I hung out with Kyle Patton and Jack Hirschfield this weekend. No way! How oh are yeah, they doing? they're doing great. Um, we hung out with them and their roommates. Um, Amar and the other people. I can't remember their names. Oh, yeah. But uh, got really drunk, did mushrooms, smoked a no joint. Shit. Yeah. Nice. It sounds fun. Jack had an electric scooter, and so we were <laughs> driving around this baseball diamond in, in the dark. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty fun. Have they been getting on stage at all yet, those two? No, everything's still shut down here. In fact, a lot of the rooms, a, a bunch of open mics have closed already. Um, Did they try and open up and then they got shut down again? No, the, the, owner, the owners just couldn't down. afford to keep the property. Oh, yeah, I guess. Shit. Yeah. Well, maybe we should get into some philosophy to give this the name of our podcast some 
some weight, some <laughs> some substance, some substance to it. Yeah. What what are we talking about today? What oh, do you have? You God. have a bachelor's and a master's in philosophy from a Harvard adjacent <laughs> university. Yeah, Harvard adjacent. Me That's good enough, man. Yeah, meaning I was taught by people who went to Harvard. Um, ah. So hopefully some of it rubbed off on me. Um, but anyway, what are yeah. we talking about today? Well, I wonder if this Vocaroo website has a time limit. No, it doesn't. No, this isn't Zoom. Zoom has a time limit. Yeah, Zoom meetings. You only you have to like sign up for a certain amount of time. Look for like a time slot. Ah, so Vocaroo has no. It's not going to just cut us off at twenty minutes. I really hope not. We should do some googling. Okay, quick, quick Google. This will be edited. Quick out, Google, quick technical Google. Does Vocaroo have a time limit? Oh, bells and whistles! Vocaroo claims there's no time limit. Well, let's put that to the test, shall it we? Claims, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have. We're all about. We're all about investigating false claims. So, Vocaroo, we're gonna ride this bitch out for an hour. How about that? <laughs> See if you can keep up with your servers or whatever. Yeah, you've it's been around since 2007. Oh. Okay, fucking let's do this, Sam. Let's get into it. What are we talking about Ooh. today? Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about a fella went by the name of Thomas Aquinas. Or should I say St. Thomas Aquinas. Ooh, man. Is there anything more balling than saying you're a saint? Other, <laughs> you can, can you be a living saint? Uh, saints have to be dead. That's a good question. I think you can be a living saint. Like, can you be sainted as a living person? Can you be living saint? This podcast brought to you by Google. Uh, <laughs> this is no. Google. You have to be dead. You oh, can't be shit. canonized while you're alive. Ah, fuck. Yeah. That would be balling, man. I feel like that would be... I think if Kanye West, if it was possible, Kanye would do everything in his goddamn power to get to that. <laughs> Saint Kanye. <laughs> He's Saint Kanye, man. <laughs> he probably full-blown expects to be knighted or sainted at some point. <laughs> yeah, he's probably wondering why it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> man, imagine if you could get your like a PhD, a, a pilot's license, uh, a detective's license... <laughs> <laughs> be knighted and then when you die be sainted get every fucking everything you can get before your name starts which title would come first like sir captain detective <laughs> doctor <be> captain <laughs> or doctor doctor what else is there doctor detective saint reverend, reverend. You, gotta get, you gotta get anointed as a reverend as well the honorable reverend doctor saint captain <laughs> detective <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> general <laughs> the, essentially the most accomplished human being that's ever fucking lived oh yeah that's an anime character for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably already yeah. it what was his name Aquin- aquinas a- 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 aquinas thomas aquinas Thomas yeah, that Aquinas. was his name. Tell me about Tom. Well, this uh, I have to say, uh, it was not fun doing the deep dive into the Catholic YouTube channels for this one. Oh, dude, that sounds like a grind. Oh my god, some of these, some of these guys are like, this is. I forgot how how bad this could turn out. Like, this could have been me. Like, 
if I didn't oh like oh man it's weird these poor people anyway I don't know anything about it oh okay we'll get into it later but um anyway Thomas I'm just glad I'm not Catholic that's what I'm trying to say oh man dude it's like you don't even there's no fun parts to that religion yeah I just watched one that's like at least with like it's like you're not even allowed to uh use modern art because it has no soul or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use That's it for rich, cr- man. Yeah. At least it's like modern, like evangelistic or like, you know, Protestant Christianity. Like most modern churches are all about being like, it's all about the worship part, essentially. It's like the big hype. Mm-hmm. And then having like really energetic, hard hitting sermons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, that's not the point of Thomas Aquinas. He is not a hard hitting Southern preacher by any stretch. This guy, this no. guy is the definition of a nerd. Fuck He's yeah. like the ultimate nerd. Um, but here's the hook, right? So when, when he was done writing all of his big works, his big work called the Summa Theologica, the, uh-huh. the Catholic church put this book on a raised dais right next to the Bible indicating that his work was second only to the scripture itself. No shit. Oh, yeah. He's a big deal. That is, that's balling yeah. right there. That's balling. Uh, my book is right below that. <laughs> that. If we ever lose that book, we're going straight to my book. So, What's your book? His book, Thomas Aquinas's, whatever it's called. Oh, you're going with Thomas Aquinas? Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's second only to the Bible, yeah. if somehow all the Bibles got eradicated, that's the next Oh, one, yeah, right? pretty much, yeah. Because, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. Um, this was a guy, uh, It was. this is a quote, it was said of St. Thomas Aquinas that as a child, he was so holy and virtuous that it seemed he was free of original sin. What a boring Uh, just never doing anything wrong never veering from the path man probably had no friends in elementary school no he was uh he was obsessed with uh like doing good things right so there's one story about him where there's so yeah right like fuck this kid uh so there was this famine and he was giving away all of his family's food to the poor people and so his family was afraid that he was going to give everything away and so Mm -hmm. His father caught him like with his cloak, like bulging with like all these obviously bulging with food. He's trying to hide it. And his, yeah. his father commanded him like, open up that cloak. And uh, so Thomas Aquinas opened the cloak and all of the food miraculously turned into flowers and fell on the ground. Well, that just didn't happen. So heresy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thought. Maybe there were always flowers in there. <laughs> and he was playing a prank. He was trying to steal flowers. This guy's just a kleptomaniac. <laughs> Gets off on get, stealing his parents' shit and giving it to random strangers. Well, I'm sure, you know, like when we were going to talk a little bit about some problems the Catholic Church was having, and let's just say that monks were not uh, living virtuous lives. Let's get into some of that nitty gritty shit. Okay. I just, yeah, I want to tell you one more story about uh okay so he was really smart um uh-huh. supposedly he could dictate four different books at the same time with four scribes so he'd have in a room he'd have one scribe in each corner 
And he'd, he'd walk yeah. from scribe to scribe, dictating the next paragraph. Of a book. Of some book. So he'd have four yeah. books. Four books on the go. That he wrote? Like, was he writing four books at once? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, it, Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, fucking Tolkien writing all of his Lord of the Rings? <laughs> One, two, and three at the same time. Fuck. I wish George R. R. Martin would do that. We might actually get. <laughs> oh yeah, no shit, eh? Come on, George. Uh, Can't get eight books rolling at once. Jesus, that's like eight books and fourteen hundred characters that all their arcs have to end somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> or not? Who gives a shit? He doesn't care. I watched an interview with him from like six years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe it should have been five kingdoms." <laughs> <laughs> But seven was just such a good number. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, <laughs> that guy will write a full five chapters of a character, and never you'd never hear from it oh, again. Sad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, he made a very popular series, so you can't fault him. Did he release the latest books yet? No, just some excerpts so far. That motherfucker's gonna die before those come oh, out. Oh yeah. Oh man, COVID. Fuck. He just he's. He's a prime, Dude, yeah, he prime would, patient. You would not. Oh, except for he probably never leaves his house, I feel like. Yeah, he's got no excuse now. That dude's got about probably, I don't know how many thousands of not erotic novels he's written. And he uh, just reads for himself. Yeah, he loves sex scenes. I know, yeah. it's weird. I bet you he has just tons that he just keeps in his bed. <laughs> he just writes his own. He writes his own, and he gets off to his own. Oh book. yeah, for sure, definitely. If he takes all the beloved characters from his books and turns them into like absolute, just Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, you think he's writing fan fiction? Yeah, of his own. Whoa! Shit. I think he, in his mind, he lives in Westeros. <laughs> that's like, it's that world's more real to him than this one. Yeah, it could be. Man, if I could write sex scenes that good, I would probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than porn, man. Yeah. Well, you know who wasn't looking at porn? Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, two goody two shoes never had a boner in his life no. as if. Okay, listen to this. That girl that dude, this guy sounds like he was choking out squirrels in the alleyways when no one was looking. T- Thomas? Yeah. Uh, I mean you've got to I don't know. Yeah, you got to get rid of that energy somewhere. That's what I feel like. Um, okay, so his uh, this will like this is sort of uh, the final story about him before we get into what he actually believed. Um, but he wanted to join a scholastic order called the Dominicans, and his parents didn't want him to do that because all the Dominicans do is like nerd shit where they read the Bible and argue about little details in it and stuff. His man, my parents would love that when I was a kid. They would like, absolutely join this weird squad of nerd Bible scholars. Yeah. But in those days, like his parents wanted him to join. They wanted him to join a church, but they wanted him to join an abbey where his uncle was the abbot. So this is like a career move. You get nepotism. You're not really, yeah. it's not really a religious life. You've got financial security, prestige, all these yeah. things. Um, but he, prestige. yeah, monks, monks. Priests, they were a big deal. Mostly priests. Priests were a big deal. Um, it's funny because like you can't think of the least cool thing, right? Like they're one of the least cool members of, of society right now are priests. Yeah, but back in the day, they people thought they had real power because they sort of were your connection to God. Like they were the meet the middleman. Yeah. So people treated them like they had power, and they were fucking. 
Yeah, man. If you watch uh, any <laughs> Castlevania on uh, Netflix, the, those guys. Oh yeah. In that show, they uh, they're like the kings of their towns, like always. Yeah, and it, it was so. Yeah, they were using the confessional booth. They were like using it to fuck people. Um, oh man. Because supposedly, like, what happens in the confessional booth is like sealed off and like consequence free or something. It's like the Las Vegas of back then. The Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It stays in the, what happens in the booth stays in the booth exactly <laughs> <laughs> and it was so bad the church actually had like this big image problem where people were like everybody knew the priests were all like banging and drinking and like just not no one's living a holy life so the church had a real image yeah. problem people were turning to heresies from the east like other religions uh, just like reinterpretations of Christianity, um, oh, yeah. or like or ver- or like different interpretations of Christianity that didn't require right. a Catholic Church apparatus. Well, we can't be having that. We need to have to be going through the <laughs> no. Catholic vein, man. That's what Jesus wanted, yeah. man. We just built this he fucking cathedral. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't to let us make these hats if he didn't want us to wear them all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. And so, like, the Catholic Church, their answer to this was, let's start these uh, new orders, which are all about piety and holiness and, like, reading about the Bible and stuff like that. And so those are the Dominicans and the Franciscans. Right. And they, they didn't want them to join those dirty Dominicans, eh? No, it's too boring. So she locked them up in a tower. And she – this is just a story. I don't know if this is true. And so she tasked his uh, his brother's – to go and dissuade him. So, yeah. so his brothers decide they're going to send a prostitute up there. Oh, right. Classic older brothers, man. <laughs> Classic. Exactly. Classic older brothers. Let's just give him a hooker. Solve all the yeah. problems. Give him a hooker, man. <laughs> he just needs to nut in. <laughs> he thinks he's better than us. Yeah. Let's get him a hooker. Yeah. Let's make him dirty like us. So she goes in like they're waiting and after a while, she comes running out, screaming, and Thomas is, like, chasing her with a red-hot poker, and she ran away. Yeah. And so he, he fell, after this, he fell asleep. He was so exhausted from fighting off the temptation, and he dreamed two angels wrapped a rope around him. And when he woke up, he claims he never had an impure sexual thought for the rest of his life. This, <laughs> that is some fuck, that is some bullshit, man. I know, I... Unless he's asexual, like he might actually be an asexual person. Even asexual people are going to have some impure sexual thoughts at some point, man, about something. Like a like a, like an apple or something. Like there's like oh. just like a, <laughs> just, no. I mean, just like they're just going to imagine two people having sex at some point. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like just that Even thought would be to impure. Like turn on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I wonder how he defined impure. Maybe he had like some weird definition. And let him get away with it. <laughs> Man, this guy was this guy was deeply disturbed. I feel like yeah. Uh, when when he died, they said his uh, confession was like the confession of like a five year old. Like I stole cookies three weeks ago or something. Like like he could didn't have really any meaningful sins to confess. Apparently, mm, this all okay. sounds like bullshit. I find that to me. super hard to believe. Yeah, it does yeah. sound like bullshit. But go on. Um. So I think, yeah, it sounds like bullshit to me, but I think they need, they need it to justify how much authority this guy has in the Catholic church. Like, Oh, right. I forgot because he, he, this guy levels up to like high ranks, obviously to get that 
that dais next to the Bible. Exactly. He's like, uh, he's, if you take philosophy at like a Catholic university, mm-hmm. everything has to defer to his writing. Like you can't disagree with him. Hmm. That doesn't sound very philosophical to me. You have to go to that guy. Yeah. You, yeah. Like, He's the he's like an authority. It's like his writing is basically dogma. It can't really be challenged. That's only in Catholic schools, though, right? Yeah, obviously outside Catholic. Well, I mean, they're going to say this applies to everybody, but because uh-huh. it's God's word. But like, do secular philosoph- philosophers? How highly do they regard his reasoning or whatever? You would say, however, hmm. you rank a philosopher ah. as being credible or not. Well, our good friend Bertrand Russell. Um, he says Aquinas, he's a very smart guy. He's probably the best scholar on Aristotle, um, of the, up until since Aristotle, he's like the best Aristotle scholar, but, but as we're going to see, he doesn't, Russell doesn't actually think he does real philosophy Hmm. because mostly what he does is he picks some, some claim from Christianity that he believes is true and then tries to find an argument, a pure reason argument that will prove that or prove that claim. Uh, So he's not like starting like Socrates. He's not starting and seeing where the conversation goes. He starts where he knows and then he tries to reverse engineer an an argument to get there. That's what lots of people do. Yeah. Yeah. So Russell thinks he's not, he's not like a, one of the top philosophers of ancient or modern time. But he's a huge deal in the Catholic church. Huge deal. How did he rise to to such, such heights? Oh, there's all these like stories of him, like, like, like singing some like song that he wrote. And the Pope is like, Oh my God, you're the greatest like thing ever. Like, like, this guy sounds like a teacher's pet. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I just feel like I would not get along with this guy. Yeah, no. Well, unless yeah. he finally dropped the act and he was like, "Dude, yeah. I got like a whole room full of all the wildest drugs and ever <laughs> just don't break my image, man." Yeah. Well, he um he. So he like the reason he was the best Aristotle scholar or one of the reasons they think he was like the first person to like really kickstart Catholic philosophy and actually make it do some serious things was because up until that time, they didn't really have access to any translations of Aristotle's writing. Like it was all in Greek and they only knew Latin. Mm. But around but around that time, the Crusades had just happened and uh, they had just captured Constantinople. And so now there was more translations of Greek classic texts coming into the Western Western Europe and Italy where Aquinas was. So finally he got his his holy little hands on <laughs> on some Aristotle. Oh greasy little <laughs> hands. Yeah. Goody two shoe little fat chubby fingers. Yeah. And so um A nice some city ambiance on your end, hey? Oh my God. It's madness out here. Absolute madness. Hmm. Yeah. I just hear screams. I open my window, I just hear people screaming. <laughs> downtown Toronto. <laughs> Big city life, man. I'm like, I'm two blocks away from all of the homeless shelters. 
Dude, someone's been killing cats around my neighborhood. Dude, it's that it's that guy from Instagram. That's what they think. That's what they think it might be that guy. Uh, okay. Anyways, anyway, get back to the story. Yeah, we here. have to yeah. Um so basically um his goal was to find some way that you could reconcile uh science and religion. Mhm. And base and use how can you use reason to and that you can use reason to persuade people to become Christians who aren't Christians. Yeah, it's uh that's what they every Christian wants to reconcile science and religion. Yeah. It's like faith and or faith and reason would be another way to put it. Like how to reconcile faith and reason. Yeah, I mean every religion is essentially trying to convince people that their religion does work with science. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, except well, okay, though that's sort yeah maybe true, but then there are some religions where they're like, no, 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 we are going to refuse medical treatment. Like God, God's will be done. Like, that's true. That's true. Um, there is some stuff like that, and then there's like, like for example, like. Um, the Catholic church believes in evolution. They believe big bang theory, like all that stuff. They believe that is fully compatible with faith. Whereas other versions of Christianity don't believe that evolution and the big bang theory are compatible with faith. Well, it depends how literal you take the Bible, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Especially the old Testament with like the the weird stuff back there. Um, but yeah, they don't, Catholicism doesn't take that stuff literally. Hmm. That's pretty progressive for a organization. Yeah. That... And they've been like that since Aquinas. So they've been like that for a long hmm. time. Um, basically he put it like, uh, there's, uh, there's eternal laws, which are like God's laws about morality. And yeah. then there's natural laws, which are laws about physics, chemistry, and stuff like that. And right. God made both of those laws. Right? And so our reason is part of part of these things. Gotcha. But reason is a human faculty. And so it's compromised by our sin. So how can we re- right. how can we rely on reasoning when it's been all fucked up by all of our impure sinful thoughts. And they say like, Oh, you need faith. Ah. But Aquinas says, well, actually faith is a way like faith and grace can perfect, can help our faulty human reasoning. And so if we use, so believing in God can make you reason better. Yes. It can uh, like make your reasoning more holy and purge it from sin, and then you can rely on your reasoning. Well, isn't that convenient? It's very convenient. You need God to fix it. You need God to fix your shitty brain. It doesn't work unless you have God. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't rely on it, and that's uh, that was like I think the Protestant. Like, yeah, that's the difference between the. Catholics and the Protestants is the Protestants weren't as weren't as reliant on reason. They thought you needed a lot more faith. Oh yeah. They're still like that. Yeah. Reason reason is a whore. <laughs> reason is a filthy whore. <laughs> yeah. 
reason is a whore. Is that a quote? That's from a, a uh, Sam Laboon. No, original? it's uh, Martin Luther. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> this is a guy I can understand. I went to his house once. Because he's like always trying to like, he's struggling, I guess, with not jerking off or something. And so like, you know, he's like, he's probably thinking up arguments as to why it's okay for him to jerk off. And then he's like, no, those arguments are corrupted by sin. Reason is a whore. That's my guess. Uh, I see. That's my guess. <laughs> hmm. I went to his house actually. In oh, really? I went to that church where he nailed his like, what was it, like a hundred changes he wants or whatever. Oh, the ninety nine theses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to that church. I saw his beer mug. <laughs> was his was his he wall just like, like he said that he said that drinking was good because the more you drink, the more you sleep, and you can't sin when you're sleeping. That's that's very good logic. <laughs> that's such an alcoholic's rationale, man. I, sins. Oh, so that would mean sins. You can't sin if you're blackout. No. Is that true? <laughs> well, you can't sin if you're asleep. Oh, okay, asleep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess you don't have control of your dreams, so you can't really. Those wouldn't be sins. Interesting loophole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Wait, are you? If you go, if you have a lucid dream and then suddenly you start sinning in your dream, is that still considered sinning? No, and I have an argument for that. But reason is a whore, so. Ah, right, right, right. Uh, no, I don't think so. Lucid, if you, no, if it's a lucid dream, then you have control. So, I think technically it could be, even though no one is actually being affected. I guess in one of the when it says "do not covet your wife," someone else's wife. Yeah. That's a sin that's happening in your mind. Yeah, you could have a dream about that, and then it would be a sin if you chose to yeah. like covet her or something. Yeah. Well, you can naturally covet things. It's not even something you have control over. <laughs> that's why I don't care. Yeah. Like the the feeling of being jealous of someone is not something that you can just ignore. It just happens. Like it's not something you do actively. Yeah. Like if I see someone and they're doing something I want to do or they have something I want, it's not like I have to like think about wanting it. I just see it in the, in the feeling of jealousy is just innate in that. Yeah. And that's because we have uh that's because our nature is corrupted by original sin, according to Catholicism. Ah, right. Right. I forgot yeah. about that. Forgot about that nasty original yeah. sin. Good one. Yeah. Eve. <laughs> Thanks. Straight out of the womb. <laughs> Oh my god. Fucking chicks, chicks man. <laughs> Adam she Adam tried to stop her. But, Adam uh, what can you do? Adam, my <laughs> man my main man, Adam, you couldn't resist, eh? Could not resist. Uh, just there must have been so many apple trees, like just Yeah. Oh man, they must have had like how good was this one last fruit that they had uh, to try? It's just so like the story paints human beings as absolute morons. Well, they were. They oh, were yeah, like, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't know the anything. Bible, they were, yeah, they didn't have any knowledge of good or evil. How are you supposed to hold them accountable? Exactly. Oh anything? my god! Seriously, it's so fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyways, Thomas Aquinas didn't think it was stupid. He thought it was sweet. <laughs> oh yeah, Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Aquinas. Aquinas. Uh, Aquinas. Aquinas. Let's go I like Aquinas. it more. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was for real. Um, he uh, he had visions. He was said to have levitated and had visions of the Virgin Mary. 
Really? And that wasn't an impure sexual thought? <laughs> Give me that fucking break. Uh, You're levitating thinking of a virgin? <laughs> Sounds like you're just mm. warmed up, man. Yeah, levitating, levitating the sheets above his bed with his with his hard dick. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> levitating his dickhead in the air. Oh man! All right. This guy sounds like a fucking douchebag. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, every story I have read about him, it just sounds like there's no way this is. Uh, if it is true, everyone would have hated being around him for sure. So how does this story go? Like, does he, he's his, what is his big okay, contribution? Well, so his, probably his biggest contribution uh, was he wrote five arguments proving or proving the existence of God. Yeah. Ooh. So he put these into his book, Summa Gentiles, I think is pronounced. So this is a. Is that the book that's next uh, to the No, Bible? that's the Summa Theologica. Um, oh. The Summa Gentiles is written for people who don't believe in God, and it's supposed to persuade them with just pure reason, without any references to the Bible. Okay. Just reason. Well, that would be pretty impressive. Yeah. And some of the arguments, people still people still think these are foolproof to this day. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's see. There's basically two kinds of... There's two kinds, really, maybe three kinds of arguments here, um, but we're only going to look at two of them. Um, okay. So this is the this is the first argument. It's called the first way to prove the existence of God, and this is the argument from motion. Ooh. <laughs> God exists. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm fucking convinced. <laughs> yep, he would just pick up a little race car. God, God was driving that. <laughs> Let me show you something. <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> Praise me. Praise me, Jesus. I'm Thomas Aquinas. Praise me. Sa- huh? Save me. Save me. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Thomas Ass Aquinas. Tom Ass Aquinas. Uh, Tom Ass Aquinas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom Ass Can- Okay, let's just... <laughs> All right, the first, the first argument. Tell me about this. Argument about okay, motion. Is, there's eight premises. All right, and these are... This is sort of the Pythagorean method where you try to start with axioms that everyone accepts are true and then try to build up to some crazy conclusion the old Pythag coming coming back coming back he was actually in an episode that we recorded already and uh is now lost to the ether because we can't figure no it i out. think we could release that one yeah I th- you think, I think so it'll be okay the audio quality isn't okay. great but well, maybe we the content is, is great okay perfect okay anyway so this is the argument for motion number one our sense premise one our senses prove that some things are in motion All right. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Let's just accept that one for now. I, our senses prove that some things are in motion, as in we can experience motion. We can you can see, see it. it. Um, yeah, you could see something move from one place to another. You could feel something mm-hmm. move from one place to another on your body. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You could feel yourself move from one place very, to yeah, another. Yeah. Very true. Um, okay. So that one seems like yeah, we can accept that. 
Okay, number two, things move when potential motion becomes actual motion. Yeah. Premise three, only an actual motion can convert a potential motion into an actual motion. See, That's confusing. I think it's like, say you are standing on top of a tall building. You have a potential mm-hmm. motion. Oh, to so fall only. Off. Oh, right. I, yeah. Okay, I get it. But I would take. It would take like wind blowing yeah, me to yeah. fall off, or me choosing to step off. To yeah, fall exactly. Off. So potential motion doesn't just become actual motion by itself. It needs to be moved by another thing in motion. Essentially. Yeah, he basically predates Isaac Newton by like six hundred years or something. Damn, Aquinas. <laughs> in maybe I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> Probably, I think probably Aristotle have made that same point. Um, okay. Well, I can agree with those points. Yeah. Uh, okay. So number four, nothing can be at once in both actuality and potentiality in the same respect. I.e. if both actual and potential, it is actual in one respect and potential in another. Okay. Is there an analogy for that one? Uh, like if you're actually moving, uh, uh, both actual and potential. Okay. So you can't, if you're standing at the top of a tall building and you fall off of it, you no longer have Mm. the potential to fall off of it because you're actually falling off of it. Right. But you would have, you could have the potential to move in a different way. Like if Spider-Man swung and like, grabbed you then you'd have then you'd actually you'd have potential for spider-man to save you and then he'd actually save you but you can't have you can't have the potential to fall off the building and actually fall off the building at the same time if you're following you're following already you can't right you yeah just like you said you can't turn your potentiality into actuality okay so five therefore nothing can move itself Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so like this means like even if you think you're moving yourself, actually you had to consume some energy in order to do that from outside. Right, right. Uh number six. Therefore, each thing in motion is moved by something else. I see where he's going with this. <laughs> yep. Number seven. The sequence of motion cannot extend ad infinitum and finally number eight therefore it is necessary to arrive at a first mover put in motion by no other and this everyone understands to be god so his his whole thing is he the god that god is the like prime mover of the universe like the first initial push there's all these things he was the thing that he's he's potential energy that turned itself into actual energy or something is that what's happening here he's whatever it is i'm sure aquinas has a very detailed he's got these ridiculous arguments about like the nature of god and it's really complex but it boils down to uh yeah god can do it but he but he can't make a rock so big that he can't lift it (laughs) aquinas says no like all those things like, God can't do that. 
So he's not all powerful then. He can do anything that's possible. Mm. But I don't, I don't fucking understand that either. What's possible? Supposedly this isn't possible. I don't know. Well, I think it's a very flawed argument that whole can you lift a rock that can you make a rock only he can't like he can only I think it's like he can only do things consistent with its essence. Okay. And its essence, it's like pure essence, it's not physical or anything like that. So maybe if you're pure essence you can turn potentials into actuals. Um yeah, right. maybe if you're pure essence, you but don't then need to. Then what do you moved. say? Like, how? So, uh, like, he's just saying it's essentially the something can't come from nothing argument, right? Yeah, movement can't come from non-movement. So something had to tip over the first domino. Right. Get this show on the road. Get this ball. <laughs> get this. Get show this ball rolling was a better. Was better. <laughs> Someone had to say action and snap. Yeah, exactly. The thing. Um. Okay. So basically it's like, and there's another version of the argument where it's just cause and effect, um, where it's like we perceive all of these causes, um, things are making things happen, nothing exists prior to itself, therefore nothing yeah. can cause itself. If a previous yeah. cause doesn't exist, then neither does the thing that results. So if there's no cause, then you can't have an effect. I don't. I don't get how that argument doesn't just turn right around and be like, "Well, then, who created God or whatever?" Yeah. Like, if with that logic disproves, it just it doesn't make any sense. It gets to like a paradox type situation. Yeah, he has. He has a way. He has like he explains how these things, why these things don't apply to God. Why God could be this first mover or this thing that, um, or this first cause. Um, uh-huh. and God isn't, God isn't really bound by like natural laws. Yeah. As soon as you make that claim that God is not tied to physics as we know it, then anything is possible. But what's well, slightly different than that, because God has like a very specific essence, right? So his whole argument is. Like he says, like one thing God can't do is he can't make a man with no soul. Hmm. So it's like there, what God can hmm. do is limited. So who made all the gingers? Right now? <laughs> who made all? The gingers? Who made the gingers? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking checkmate, Aquinas. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um. Maybe they didn't have any redheads back they, they, then. They wiped them all out in the in the Inquisition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thought we got rid of all these fire yeah, cards. The ginger heresy. <laughs> Put them to the sword. Great ginger purge. <laughs> Don't burn him. You'll make him stronger. <laughs> they absorb heat. <laughs> you must drown them. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So whatever it is, God can do it. God can be these things. Um, basically, it's like it's the argument is almost like, look, all these things are moving. They had to have been put in motion by something that could move it itself somehow, or like somehow get around it. Yeah, and that has to be the only thing that whatever that thing is, that's God. 
Okay. And then check out my next book, Summa Theologica, and you'll see why that's the Christian God. Something like that. That's okay. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, hey, here's a reason why I think there is a such thing as a God. It's a whole other thing to say, here's why it's this specific one. Yeah. That's some mental gymnastics going on there. Oh, um, yeah. The mental gymnastics are 10 out of 10 Olympic gold medalists. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy to me what you can do when you when you do what he does. Like, you already know the conclusion you want to get to and you work your way backwards. Like, the the webs you can spin and the 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 the, the, the reasoning you can yeah. believe. Yeah, these arguments are basically these are these arguments aren't meant to convince you that the Christian God is God. It's more to convince you that there has mm-hmm. to be a God. No, and I can get like I understand like those I can see how that argument like the one like the mo- the prime mover thing like the guy who put spun everything into existence there has to be something like I can that is so much easier for me to believe than to be like it's the specific Catholic God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you start getting to, into anything specific, then you lose me. Like, how would they know that? I mean, obviously, he, put, he puts it in his, in his book. Yeah. What's it called uh, again? How do you know the God is the Christian God? Yeah, like, he has that book where he's like, these are my arguments that there is a God, and then he's, he's oh, the, another book where it's yeah. like that. Those are like, those are arguments for when you're already a Christian. And it's and it's right. like these are debates within Christianity that need to be settled. Um, but how does he convince me that they're they're that they are like? How does he convince me to be a Christian? Just convince me that there has to be a God, and since you're already here, you might as well become a Christian. I mean, <laughs> since you live in the Western world, you might as well just become a Christian. You didn't really have it was well. I mean, it's like it's either that or uh, they're gonna burn you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way easier to convince someone to become a Christian when not being a Christian means certain death for them. That's that's probably something I think a lot of people figured out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me see if I can find... I'm just saying it'd be way easier to convince an atheist that there is a God than there it would be to convince of, of a specific God to a specific religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never understood that. Especially nowadays. Well, nowadays you can have access. Like, there's so much access to the, the whole world is essentially connected. But back then, it's like if you convince someone that there is a God and you live in a Christian nation, chances are they're just going to go to whatever religion is popular in that area. Yeah, like I really can't can't find much reason to show like how you could prove that this God. Like the Christian God is, has to be the God. Like, I don't yeah. like that's, that's an inference. I don't know if, I don't think you can necessarily prove that. I don't know if he tried to prove that. I think it's more like the Christian that's... way of life is like clearly the best. I think that's the idea, like love and faith. And like, this is how you should. Live. Well, when we were in high school, I remember there being a chapel. We had to go to chapel every Wednesday in our, our Christian high school. And I remember someone trying to explain why Christianity is the only religion that makes sense. (laughs) 
which is pretty laughable, honestly. Do you remember what their argument was? Their argument was is that it's the only one that is focused on the relationship between you and God more than like what you actually do. Mm. And I was like, well, that's that's modern religion. It hasn't been like that for like it wasn't like that for so. Yeah, you have long. to go all the way back to Dionysius and Orpheus. Yeah, like they're like it's the only religion where it, it like it's it's more about your relationship with Jesus than any anything else, mm. and it's like that. It's only been like that for like. I feel like it hasn't been that long that people have had that that's, attitude. Yeah, about that's like the Protestant Reformation, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's so they just figured it out then. They had it wrong the entire time since Jesus came and left. Supposedly <laughs> that they 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 just figured out the exact the actual importance and why it's the real. I don't know. Yeah. Hats off to Martin Luther, though. <laughs> Big baller out there, standing up to the Catholic oh, yeah. Church. Big beer gut hanging over his little his little his cum stained trousers. <laughs> his cum stained trousers. He's been drinking and jerking <laughs> off in his house down the road, just getting furious at people at the Catholic Church taking everybody's money. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um uh yeah, so like yeah. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do an addendum on the next I'll see if I can find some argument from him as to why now that you are, know there is a god why you should think it's my god that I have here. Yeah, cuz so far I'm I'm barely convinced there's a god but I'm yeah. following you but I like if you suddenly were like so now you believe there's a god let's put on this hat and go to the confessional and let the priest touch your nails. Yeah. Um like there's a big jump that needs to happen yeah, there. Yeah. I there is some like some of that Pythagorean stuff where he thinks where Aquinas thinks that the best life has to be spent in contemplation of this thing called God. Like, like Pythagoras thought you got to mm-hmm. contemplate math and science Aquinas thing. You got to contemplate the creator of all the math and the science. You have to contemplate God and just have a live a life yeah. of faith. The most holy life is to not go work or do things with your hands. It's to sit around and think. exactly don't buy and sell to satisfy your desires. And yeah, yeah, sit around, drink whatever wine you get a hold of, <laughs> get the slaves to yeah. clean up the house. <laughs> Have your slaves prepare a nice cocktail for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and just really think about think Jesus about it. Just think about it. <laughs> just yeah. think about it. Just think about it a couple times a day. You'll be all set. That's life. That's the secret to life. (laughs) (laughs) And just dwelling upon Jesus. Yeah. Well, never having a sexual thought. No, never. No impure thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking about Virgin Mary over here. If a girl tries to hit on you, take out your red hot poker. And chaser, yeah. Which, by the way, that itself is not a sin. Assaulting someone with a red hot iron, yeah, that's insane. You should, you could just at least say, "I'm not interested." Sorry. Here's yeah, taxi, yeah, donkey well, money or we're, something. Where his brother's like, "Hey, we're paying you to go rape our little brother." <laughs> Here's a knife. <laughs> Look, so mom and dad don't want him to join this gay Bible club, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to get you to go in and rape. Yeah, can't join if you're not a virgin. So let's go in there and make him come. 
He's swinging the red hot iron around like, I want to join the Bible group. I want to go to Bible I'm a daddy. I don't want to come. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. So, anyway. Getting back to... Fuck. Wish I had a better segue. Getting back to these arguments. There's another premise that's a big problem for these kinds of arguments. Yeah. And this is that a sequence of motion cannot extend ad infinitum or a sequence of causes cannot extend ad infinitum. So there's, I'm assuming that just means infinitely. There's a, there's very weird stuff going on with the Catholic interpretation of infinity. And I've experienced this a few times where it just doesn't really, they don't seem to understand infinity, I guess. So, This is what I'm this is what I'm reading from mathematicians, right? But the, so basically this argument is saying you can't have an infinite set with no first term. So basically like mm-hmm. um right, so like the there's an infinite set that starts at the number 1 and it's all the the positive yeah. integers. And so that has as its yeah. first term number 1 and then it just goes infinitely. So so that's an infinite yeah. set. Because you could have like, yeah, you could have one point zero 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 one, like all the way up to like, just it can. There's an infinite amount of space between one and two, essentially. Yeah, so like that's another infinite set, and that has a first term and a last mm. term, but it's still an infinite set. Um, right. It's ah, weird, yeah, right? I and see. then. Yeah. So the, the yeah, like it starts at one and ends at two, but in between is infinity. That's yeah, it's a weird. weird. Thing to think about. And then um. And then if you start at negative one, you can go to infinity as well. So that's a negative set that starts at negative one. And so it has a first term. Mm-hmm. It has no last term. Or no, sorry. It has a last term, but no first term. Negative one is the last term. And then it keeps getting uh, smaller and smaller into infinity. Right. So that that was also pointed out by Bertrand Russell. Like you can, you can have an infinite set that just extends ad infinitum into the right past. so it just proves this proves uh our acquaintances little <laughs> his little move there didn't work <laughs> his little move hey your little fucking acquaintance <laughs> wormy little argument didn't go yeah. through didn't get past Bertram. <laughs> yeah <laughs> couldn't sneak that one past old bert could you acquaintance oh man whoa we're almost at an hour but there's some more. Okay, there's some well, funny. There's a couple other funny arguments from the, the book for Christians. The book for Christians is way more entertaining. Well, should we get touch on that next week? Um, I suppose we. Or yeah, I suppose we about? could touch on it next week. Yeah. I feel like an hour yeah. is a good length. I will just leave as a teaser that we will be discussing cannibal resurrection. Ah, uh, that's that a movie? A, another metal band. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, no. it's a, it's an important problem tackled by Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, no, I was thinking of uh, cannibal. Oh, cannibal Apocalypse holocaust. Or what's it called? Yeah, yeah, that's that a one. Movie. Sick as in you like it? Like that's rad. Uh, well, I don't like it when they rip apart the turtle, but um, as as cinema, it's an important film. <laughs> 
All right, justifying the abusers. Okay, okay I get it. The ends down. justify the means. Or yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Uh, this. All the, right. Well, that wraps up uh, episode. What are we calling this? I don't know. Saint Thomas Asquinas. Time, we'll call it <laughs> Saint Thomas Asquinas. Uh, this is going to be some. I don't even know. Maybe we should just not even label the episode numbers at all. These could come out. Yeah, I think we should order. be anti-realists uh, about numbers. Yeah. Okay. Is that going to be another lesson? Anti-realism. Sure. Yeah, it'll be a fun one, actually. I think most people are anti-realists. Okay. Well, that fun things like that and more to come on the philosopher's stone podcast maybe we'll get once we figure out our shit we can actually release <laughs> can cannibals get resurrected anyone... find out next week <laughs> yeah can what they? If... yeah it's a okay. it's an interesting problem well i don't see why but i will because if you eat week. people's flesh then they won't have any body so how can their body get resurrected isn't it more of a spiritual record? Resurrection? That's for next week. <laughs> next week. Wow, a little cliffhanger. Okay, everybody have a good night. All right, night. good night. Goodbye. Good and goodbye. <laughs>